0: Welcome to episode 86. We all know someone that has been affected by cancer. If not, you're one of the lucky ones. Or it might have even been an experience you've been through. But what is cancer? What exactly is it? And what exactly causes it? More importantly, is it reversible? If you want to know any of the answers to those questions, and there are multiple answers to those questions, then this is the episode for you. Let's jump into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Good to have you here on today's episode of the show where it is my mission to coach 150 individuals to create the sustainable, healthy lifestyle that they truly want by December 2020. Now, we're going to jump in and talk about cancer really soon. But first up, I've had a new country pop up in my emails. This show appeared in the podcast charts in Slovakia. Slovakia! crazy right so a big thank you a virtual hug to my listeners in slovakia i'll be totally honest i quite legitimately had to google where that was i knew it was central europe but not totally sure on the specific location but in case you were wondering if you live in any other part of the world it's surrounded by hungary austria the czech republic poland and ukraine so there you go a big learning out of today's episode um and sending out the love to slovakia of course All right, let's get into today's episode with our first ever family member of a previous guest. Can you make that a first time thing? I don't know, but I just did. So, on today's show, we have Deborah Freudenman with us to talk about cancer. Deborah has a Bachelor of Health Sciences in naturopathy and is the co-director of the Truly Heal Academy. Her education in the world of natural medicine began in 2009 when she travelled the world alongside her parents, filming the documentary Cancer is Curable Now, which is now known under the title Truly Heal from Cancer, which we talked about on episode 81 with Marcus. She's also the co-author and teacher of the Functional Medicine Health Coaching Program. She has qualifications in food coaching, holistic massage therapy, and anatomy and physiology. And with a passion for education, Deborah continues to investigate and educate people on understanding, finding, and resolving the underlying causation of chronic disease. And we're all about cause-based medicine here on the show. So, a huge warm welcome to the show, Deborah. How are you doing?
1: Hey, Maddie. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here today.
0: Excited to have you here. So, maybe let's just start from the start with defining what cancer is because there's like, <laughs> we hear cancer all the time these days. It's everywhere. It's like almost that one in two people. So, maybe let's just start with a definition. So, what's yours?
1: Yeah, that's very true. Almost every second person has cancer. It's something that we can't ignore. Um, well... I first want to start off by saying cancer is one of the things that I think we hear a lot, but it also causes so much fear and anxiety. So every time I bring up cancer or talk, talk about cancer, individuals are kind of like, you know, they get a little bit apprehensive. Like I'm not sure if I want to breach this conversation with you. Um, but I actually just want to bring light to that kind of understanding of what cancer is and that we don't need to be that fearful of it. Um, Because we all have cancer cells in our body right now. Yep. Now, you and everyone probably knows that, you know, our normal healthy cells, they reproduce. um, They know where to be in our body and why they should be there. And they also know how to self-destruct, which is called apoptosis. So, essentially means our cells know how to die. Now, cancer cells are completely different. I would probably explain them, um, their behavior as greedy and erratic. Um, I think that kind of puts a bit of a visual on how cancer cells behave. So clinically, um, it's the abnormal cell growth and it's that, you know, uncontrolled division of what I like to call a mutated cell. So it's essentially a damaged cell. Now, for me, the way I like to explain this is actually that cancer cells are survival experts. They're absolute pros. Now they
0: I like that yeah, definition. That they, or description. <laughs>
1: they really are. They well first of all, they've forgotten how to, you know, self-destruct. So that's, you know, convenient, right? But also they thrive in that <laughs> super unhealthy environment. Like cancer cells can live without oxygen. They can thrive in that, you know, acidic kind of environment. Sometimes they even partner up with pathogens just because it's convenient. So I would say they're savvy cells. They're really really savvy cells. We've really got to look at them and be like, "Wow, you've really mastered, you know, your way around the body." But I
0: th- are you selling cancer? No,
1: <laughs> but I want to take the fear away. They're actually really smart cells. But the focus obviously of this podcast is what causes a mutated cell, right? I mean, if we've if we've all got right mutated cells right now, obviously there's something that's causing them. So, I thought I'd ask you a couple of questions. <laughs> um, oh, yeah.
0: First, here we go. Oh,
1: <laughs> okay. How often would you say you're stressed? Ooh.
0: Oh, daily.
1: Daily, right? I would say I'm pretty stressed on a day to day basis. How often don't we actually sleep well? I mean, I can say I, there's definitely throughout the week we'll have periods where I'm not sleeping well, probably because I'm too stressed. And then
0: there's. Yeah, probably similar for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm f- I feel like those are the probably the two most common things that everyone kind of deals with on a day-to-day basis. And then there's not having sure. a gut that functions properly, um, you know, being deficient in either one or multiple nutrients because we're not eating the right foods. Uh, how many of us have a, you know, a condition or health complaint already? Like most of us have comorbidity, so multiple um, different diseases or conditions. Um, another thing that we most often are exposed to is toxins. I mean, we live in a pretty toxic environment. There's mold and chemicals. We breathe them in on a daily basis. Uh,
0: we eat them too all yes, the time.
1: Yes, and drink them. Yep. Um, all right, what about exercise? How many of us don't have time to exercise on a regular basis? So, I know these sound super common, but all of those factors can actually cause mutated cells. And I think that kind of takes that, you know, that view onto it, that all of us have the potential to form cancer cells, right? So right now you and I, and probably everyone who's listening to this podcast right now has mutated cancer cells. The difference is that we also all have this amazing system, which is our immune system, and it cleans away these mutated cells. And it does that every single day. Um, I think that's amazing. Obviously, I'm a little bit of a geek when it comes to the human body. Um, <laughs> <laughs> i think oh, how with every- you totally because
0: yeah. I was going to say that I'm super impressed that with how toxic our lifestyles are, that poor sleep, like all the things you've mentioned, that we still manage to last to like 70, 80, 90. Like it's so impressive.
1: It's amazing. I mean, you know, hats off to our bodies. They withstand so much on that constant basis. And we have just, if you think about how all our cells communicate or how our neurons fire like every second for us to move and talk, for me to communicate with you right now. I mean, we are pretty complex human beings. Insanely. Um, so back onto the mutate cells. Sorry, I just got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> um, our body has this immune system, which I like to kind of explain as an army. So our immune system functions as an army. And our white blood cells are our little soldiers. And every day, every single day, every minute of every day, we are actually constantly at war. So our white blood cells, our soldiers, they are fighting an invader, which can be anything from a pathogen to a toxin. And every day we have casualties. So obviously we are losing soldiers to this war. Now, We have such a good system that obviously we are able to create new soldiers, new white blood cells, and we're constantly keeping up to date with what's going on, you know, externally, internally to kind of keep on top of all of that. The problem comes in is when our immune system gets overburdened and it's all of a sudden got multiple wars raging on either opposite sides of the body or just five different wars raging at the same time. That can be anything from... You know a leaky gut where we've got these particles going into our bloodstream and yelling at our immune system go go deal with it or we are you know suffering with a mild infection um there's so many different things or if it's just a toxin there's so many things that actually our immune system needs to deal with that if we have multiple our immune system kind of goes oh god I don't know how I can deal with this. <laughs> and that is when mutated cells can actually sit down and go, woohoo, I can become a tumor.
0: Yeah, right. So
1: that's my little understanding of that. Yeah.
0: I really enjoyed that the description of the whole process. <laughs> I really loved it.
1: Good. I hoped it was visual enough. Um, so we all know we've got cancer cells and we've all got this immune system. Um, so when it becomes imbalanced, we can actually get that tumor. and. I know, look, so for example, cancer tumors, they are, you know, you can find them um, and diagnose them, but that diagnosis, that actually happens years down the track. So we don't, you know, what's that phrase? We don't get cancer coughed on us. <laughs> it's something that happens over a period of time and we don't get cancer and go, oh, what happened like the last month or the last, you know, even 12 months. It's like what happened between that four-year and 12-year mark? And that's, that's kind of a really important thing to actually think of is we've got this immune system, it works and works and works, but there's obviously this onslaught which happens for quite a while until it actually breaks down.
0: And even in the context of going to get your scans at the hospital, it's on average, it's about seven years before it's physically visible enough to actually Mm. determine that there's a tumor there.
1: Exactly. So, that's seven years of your body, you know, not being able to deal with whatever's actually been thrown at it in terms of, you know, different stimulations from our external world where it's been like, nah, I can't handle this. And our tumor cells or our mutated cells go, yahoo, I can make a little home. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why I love functional medicine.
0: Well, yeah. And I was just about to ask, what is um, the functional medicine understanding or basis of cancer in comparison to maybe the understanding that the listeners have right now which I assume they receive from either their doctor or a family member that's had the experience how is functional medicine different in this context
1: oh okay so let's go to the conventional side of things um you know you go to your to your doctor or your oncologist and you get your diagnosis and usually your treatment options are going to be along the lines of um you know surgical um chemotherapy or radiation which it's ultimate goal is to kill cancer cells, right? Right. Now, in a functional medicine standpoint, um, I'm going to say one thing, I'm actually not anti-conventional medicine, um, not at all. Uh, and I will get to that a little bit later on why I actually think it has a place. But from a functional medicine understanding, we need to look at what has happened in those previous you know, months, years, throughout your lifetime, which has actually resulted in a disease to develop. So what were the root causes that actually led to your body becoming that imbalanced? And I think that's probably the pivotal difference. Um, I'm going to go into a little bit of a story um, just to kind of tell you how we got there because we didn't just land on that overnight. That was something we learned over, gosh, what's it been now? It's probably been 20 years. Roundabout. Um, Yeah,
0: wow.
1: So a lot of my life has revolved around cancer. Um, I've been exposed to a lot of cancer patients, um, alternative and, you know, different holistic approaches. uh, And that kind of all occurred. And my passion, I guess, in that functional medicine area is because my parents took me and my three brothers on a world tour. So we actually traveled the world for probably almost three years. Um, and we were searching for the best kind of holistic cancer treatments, um, to create our documentary, which is the truly heal from cancer. And the journey itself was a really awakening one. Um, it's definitely what sparked my passion to actually study this and to, to actually want to help individuals and educate. There were so many, oh, hopeful moments, um, so many big learning curves where things you'd Learned had to be unlearned and new theories had to come in and the whole understanding. And I would say there was also a lot of disappointments where things didn't go right. Um, I can definitely say over these years, I've definitely met cancer patients and lost cancer patients. So I'm not going to say that this journey is not one without challenges, but it's also really rewarding. Um, This whole journey over the years has actually birthed our, which you kind of mentioned in the introduction, our functional medicine health coaching course. So we actually thought why not put everything together and try educate as many people as possible, which is what we're both trying to do here. Um, And I thought I'd just mention the biggest thing we learned on the journey is that what causes the disease, knowing that, means you actually know how to remove it and how to truly heal. I think that's the probably the most important thing that I want to try and get out there to everyone, is that if you know what's actually caused the development of whatever disease you have, even if that's not actually cancer, you know how to take the steps to remove it.
0: Absolutely. And I think the reality of Western medicine, which we're all too familiar with, which is, yeah, the drug Mm. and symptom response. And then the tumor is just a symptom. The tumor and the cancer is just a symptom of some type of causative factor that is not being addressed, not being eliminated, not being removed. And so, I love that the functional medicine approach and your approach is, yeah, just focused on finding that cause and changing it.
1: Yeah, definitely. We had, it was a a great little moment. Um, Dr. Rao, um, he's from the Paracelsus clinic in, uh, Switzerland. He actually presented us with, when we were there doing the interviews. He actually presented us with three clients. Now, all three of these clients, um, they had breast cancer. So they all had the exact same diagnosis essentially. Now it was really funny because it kind of pulled out the first client file and he's like, all right, so this first client, they have a history of high stress. Um, They've got trauma, a history of trauma and, you know, different resentment with family members and partners. And they've also got this um, bad diet, which has caused a leaky gut. They've got high inflammation. All right. So he's kind of explained this one client and we're all kind of like, yeah, okay. then he pulls out the second client file. He's like, all right, so this one, exact same cancer diagnosis, right? This patient has an EBV, so an Epstein-Barr infection, and they have a heavy metal toxicity. I believe it was mercury and cadmium. And then he pulls out the third client and he goes, all right, so this one has deficiencies in vitamin D, um, iodine, I think there was selenium in there. And he's like, all right. And this one's also lived in a home environment that had a lot of mold. So she's been exposed to a lot of mold and doing testing. We've actually found out that she has detox impairment. And I think the way he visually kind of showed that, it was all three clients, right? All three had breast cancer. Yeah. They have the same disease but require a completely different approach, all three of them. And I think that's the difference between how functional medicine approaches um, a client. It's not, okay, you've got the diagnosis, we're all going to go in and treat that, you know, breast cancer. We can have, you know, any different – um, diagnosis of cancer same as another individual but have taken a completely different path to get to that end result i think that's that personalized approach that personalized you know individualized way of actually viewing the human body and not just treating that symptom or that disease and i think that was kind of that's the core of functional medicine that's probably the only way i can say that is understanding yeah absolutely yeah. Understanding what happened and then being able to remove that. And I think that's where you actually have the, the power to make, make change.
0: So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. Yeah, I love that. And I totally agree that that is where the change needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Do you think as well that the challenge like or, or a challenge is changing that cause because we're so conditioned by Western medicine or by, you know, just the way society is, you know, try and make life easier constantly. And then the idea that, you know, Western medicine suggests, well, you know, you've just now got this burden, don't change anything, just, just feel sorry for yourself and try very hard to do all the right things. But the cause is like usually something deeply rooted in somebody's daily activities in life. Do you think that that challenge of making that shift for those deeply causative factors is possible for most people? Or do they need to be on death's door to be shocked into (laughs) making that change?
1: I'm going to say absolutely. Everyone has that power to make change. Uh, Look, I'm not going to disagree. The the way we've actually set up our I guess our education is that there are four bodies and that is looking at your physical body. That is looking at your vital, which is all of our, you know, lifestyle, habitual kind of um, choices. Then it's looking at our mental health and also our spiritual health. And I mean, I'm not going to deny that there are patients out there who don't want to get well and that's okay. That's their decision to make. So, but I also think there is a lot of individuals who have that fight. And I've seen so many cancer patients who have that. They want to make the changes. If they can't live life as they previously had, that's okay with them. And I think that's a decision that's really personal to any cancer patient out there. And it's a beautiful one when they actually kind of see the puzzle, the puzzle of what has caused their current disease state and to be like, yeah, I'm going to work on this. And I think. Look, I'm, I'm not saying that finding all the root causes is not without challenges. Um, that's why we try to educate. It's definitely not something that kind of just, you know, makes sense or you can just, you know, see someone and go, right, you know, you need to work on that, that and that. Um, and I think another factor to actually mention is that each clinic out there, they all use different methods and treatments. Um, a lot of them have different focuses and that's the same with, practitioners or health coaches or whoever you're actually seeing as a professional, um, everyone kind of looks at different things and prioritises different things. So we've seen clinics that focus a lot on that mental, emotional side, but then others focus on, you know, gut health or deficiencies. And what we actually found is that very few offered all of it. And I know it's hard to kind of put all the pieces together, but it's funny, it really highlighted that, you know, we could be eating right, exercising, you know, drinking filtered water. Um, We can all be, you know, taking our good quality supplements, eating, um, living a really healthy lifestyle. But if you have a chronic infection or like a latent infection, or you've been exposed to mold, healing can be halted. And it can actually be reversed. So that's why looking at all the pieces is so important because you could be addressing five and still have five causes left and not get to that same result. And I think that's, um, I don't know, have you heard the analogy of a fish tank before?
0: Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, tell me. <laughs>
1: well, it's like you've got a fish tank, you've got your fish in there. And, you know, all of a sudden you notice that your fish, which, you know, I'm going to call our cells are not, you know, they're a bit slow. They're really not doing what they should be doing. They're acting a bit weird. And we can check the, you know, the pH of the water could be a bit acidic. Great. We can fix that. But if we forgot to check that there's enough oxygen in the water or that, you know, there's an algae growing in there, that fish is never going to fully recover. And that's the same principle in our body is that we actually need to look at all the different factors of our aquarium and that's how we can get thriving cells, which cannot allow a disease to manifest, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, right. And I guess the thing, yeah, that makes sense. And I guess the thing too is for listeners that kind of what you said, like if you don't look at all of the pieces, like the piece that is going to work for people you know, you or the next person is going to be different. So, you have to sort of turn over every rock, so to speak, um, look under every stone before you know, oh, this is the piece that's really going to have the biggest impact for me. And that is different to the next five people or 10 or 100.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, look, I can say that there is a lot of causes that are similar. I mean, we all live in a, you know, a toxic environment. So, you could say that we can have clients who will you know, have issues with our detoxification or we've got too many toxins um, floating around in our body. But the approach is still different because all of our bodies are so unique and they all function differently. We've all had, you know, we've all lived a different life. We we don't live the exact same. We don't have the same exposures or experiences. And um, I think that's why the, the mental and spiritual are so connected to our physical health as well, because someone can have trauma or, you know, high stress and react to that stress differently. And I think it's so intricate and its it's definitely a different way of thinking about, I guess, health and disease in the first place.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And I guess listeners should let this podcast be an introduction to just maybe starting to look at the equation in a different way, just starting to form a different perspective Mm. on it. Because I think the other thing too, and you've kind of touched on this a little bit is with the, you know, the mental and spiritual side of it is that going into a cancer journey with a predetermined understanding that is in fact, totally incorrect in my experience that people's, you know, it's like a white flag, like the doctor hands you like the grim reaper's you know, hands over a sign that <laughs> yep. says "you're you're dead." Like, and your treatment might might last years. You might actually yeah. live for decades, but you have this just deep, the thing inside of you that is, it's over, or uh, my life is ending. Yeah. And I think entering. A diagnosis or responding to a diagnosis or any type of treatment, irrelevant of modality, with let's fix this problem rather than this is the end is so empowering from a mental and spiritual standpoint that then informs the physical.
1: Oh, absolutely. And even just that diagnosis, I mean, how, if you can imagine yourself in that scenario, that causes such a shock to your system to begin with. I mean, you make situations actually worse when you have that mental state that kind of just keeps eating away that this is a death sentence. And I think, yeah, changing that mindset is really important. Um, I, I think I can probably use, um, an example here, um, of a cancer patient that I know, and they had a, you know, I guess they were told that they'd have, you know, Six months to a year, and I know that that client has actually lived a very long, very happy, um, thriving life. And it was more or less changing, you know, looking at all the factors which had caused the disease, and then working at them. And it's a process, and you you can't just go, all right, I'm gonna work on it for six months and then stop. It is a lifestyle change, and she had an amazing life and. She actually, I can say this quite happily, eight years later, she's still thriving. And I think taking away that, you know, this is this is the end, or you know, my only choice is to go down whatever path I choose, and then that's that, or I need to get my my things in order. I think that's why I wanted to start off and kind of make light that we've got this incredible human body. And if we work at taking away the factors which have allowed our body to actually manifest a disease we can actually regain control
0: i feel like if i got cancer i'd be like rubbing my hands together and be like oh watch this watch how it's done watch me fix this problem
1: See, that's a great mindset. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, for the listeners at home like that are you know starting to open their mind, change their perspective on this and see it more of a, of a challenge rather than a, a, a death sentence, what can listeners start doing to start winding back their own accumulation of cancer cells right now?
1: Okie dokie. Well, actually, you are going to answer that question first on the conventional side of things. Um, so, you know, <laughs> don't bite me. <laughs> Um, conventional medicine. <laughs> no nobody. We're friends. <laughs> definitely has a time and place. And I think that's something I, I get a lot of um, phone calls or clients who go, okay, great. Um, you know, we're all anti. And I'm like, no, I'm not anti. There is definitely certain cancers out there that respond really well to something like low dose chemo. Um, but there's totally also agree. Yeah. And there's also surgery. Now, First and foremost, reducing a tumor load is always going to be beneficial. Now, if we think back to how I explained the immune system, it's overloaded, it's overburdened and it, you know, it's trying to regain control, but it can't actually having surgery. If it's possible, um, reduces that tumor load and it gives your immune system a little bit of room to go, Oh, okay. I can actually, you know, recruit my soldiers and start fighting, and i think that's a really important thing to mention because i know it's you know i know someone in alternative medicine to mention that's maybe not the most common thing but i think it's really important that reducing the tumor load and if that's possible through surgery is actually really beneficial something listeners can do so
0: yeah i agree i agree with that and i think that i think that the relationship between uh, western and alternative is often viewed as very uh, destructive or like hateful like to one another and I think that the answer lies 100% in collaboration.
1: Absolutely everyone has something to offer and I think that's that is for me the beautiful thing and why I love functional medicine so much is we are taking all the pieces together and whether or not you're working with a clinic a GP a naturopath acupuncturist a health coach Anyone who you click with and who has that functional medicine approach, we actually need to use each other to actually get where we want to go. And I think that's why I think having that overview is so important. Um, It's not about, you know, I'm the expert here, like only listen to me, get curious, ask questions and use what we've got out there. And we've got so many different amazing things to actually help us along in that journey.
0: Oh, totally agree.
1: Now you mentioned what listeners can do. So obviously surgery is not exactly the most um, <laughs> beneficial there And what we can do right now. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I actually thought everything is so connected. So obviously I could mention all the common things like lifestyle choices, you know, lack of exercise, everything we mentioned beforehand, um, having that gut function optimally. So working on dysbiosis or leaky gut, eating right, Um, they're definitely probably on the more more common side of things. So I actually thought I'd mention another thing that, um, Dr. Rao, uh, pointed out to us in the clinic is toxins. I know it's a big topic, so we can only like touch on it a little bit. Um, but when we were making the documentary, um, he actually showed us some research that was, um, conducted on the toxicity of tumors. And I thought that was fascinating because what they actually did was they cut a like a small little section off the tumor from a patient, but then they also took a little section of the you know the healthy tissue, but right next to the cancer, so you know side by side, and they compared the two um, yeah. biopsies, the two little pieces um, for toxicity levels. And what what they actually found was that there was twenty to forty thousand times higher concentrations of heavy metals plastics, xenoestrogens in the tumor tissue compared to the healthy tissue, which was right next to it. And I think just showcasing that shows how, you know, Yeah, uh, I guess the debate starts, you know, what comes first, the high toxicity or does, you know, tumors actually draw in the toxins. But regardless of what occurs first, eliminating toxins is probably a a first and foremost key thing to actually look at. Um, and it not only helps with obviously those mutated cells cause it causes, you know, oxidative stress when we've got those exposures, but also it helps relieve our organs that are associated with detox. So our liver, our kidneys, um, you know, what we're sweating out so many different things actually get alleviated when we start working on what's toxic and what can we do about it? And I think that like, You know, that goes back to what water you're drinking, what products you're using, um, what kind of job do you work in? I mean, obviously there's, you know, we could spiral a little bit here, (laughs) Um, but that's a really important thing to kind of look at is where are toxins coming from and what can I do to implement some changes to actually reduce that exposure?
0: I feel like we could do a bunch of episodes. I think so. <laughs> I think we should definitely do an episode on toxins and cancer, like and especially you mentioned xenoestrogens. Like I'd love to do an episode talking about that kind of stuff. Um, Absolutely. But in the meantime, where can people find you online? Well,
1: you can find us on our website. So that's trulyheal.com. Um, that's also where you can actually watch the documentary for free and lots of other resources. Um, otherwise I'm on Instagram. So I've got two pages, the business page, which is truly heal and then my personal work page, which is Deborah underscore 108.
0: And for all the listeners, if you've enjoyed this episode or you feel that somebody you know could get something out of it, please take a screenshot, share it with a friend, share it to your Instagram story or whichever social media platform you like to hang out and tag us both. I'll put all of Deborah's links down below so that you can check her out. And her personal Instagram is actually amazing. It's next level picturesque, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, and nice. so, <laughs> No worries. Um, and so, just to wrap up, if... Is there one piece of health information you wish more people knew about that you haven't kind of mentioned that you just want to leave people with? Oh,
1: that I haven't already mentioned. I'm just going to leave it with listen to your body and actually think about what you're feeling on a day-to-day basis. And I think becoming aware of what your body is telling you is the first step in any, you know, functional medicine kind of approach. The key is being able to listen. Our body is communicating with us every single day. And the symptoms that we actually get or the symptoms that we have throughout our life, these are actually messengers and they're messengers of an underlying dysfunction. So my word of advice is don't kill the messenger. Actually listen to what it's telling you. And remember that, you know, as I said beforehand, cancer isn't something that just develops. And as you said, Maddie, it happens, you know, seven years later when we can actually identify it. So, listen to your body, go educate yourself, you know, find a functional medicine practitioner or health coach or any expert out there that you click with that can guide you in the right direction to actually listen to those symptoms and uncover what's actually going on underneath.
0: Listen to your body. I love that. Thanks so much for being on the show, Deborah. I really love hanging out and I'm looking forward to doing some more episodes. I appreciate you being here.
1: Thank you so much. This was heaps of fun.
0: Totally. All right. We'll catch you on the next episode. We'll book that in soon.
1: Awesome. Sounds good.
0: Bye. Thanks. See ya